Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in the Big Five with DRAM here with. Radio host Harry Mays, what's going on with you, man? Hey, Daryl, great to be be with you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, and I know we have our uh, predetermined differences. You being a temple guy, me being an over guy, but that's okay. I don't I, hold it against you. <laughs> I'm in envy of the Villanova basketball program, man. And 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 how can you not be with what Jay Wright has accomplished there in these last couple of years? It's just he's taking it to another level, man, man. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God for Coach Wright. But, <laughs> <laughs> and you're but, on a staff. Yeah, yeah, right? man. Director of player development. I'm, I'm a pseudo coach position. You know, it's it's kind of, it's different. It's different coaching so close to playing. You know, I'm coaching some of the guys. Well, not anymore. But Eric and Phil, I played with those guys. You right. Know, be back a year later and be in a coaching role. You know, going from captain to coach is just very different. But we're going to focus on you. We're going to focus All on right. you. All right. So, you know, before we got on, you talked about Temple. What was your first run in with Temple in the Big Five? Well, my first real experience with the Big Five, I grew uh-huh. up in Berks County. Yes. Sir. And it was on television, on like, I th- want to say Channel 29 or 48 or something. Uh-huh. Maybe 17, 29, or 48 were the three UHF <laughs> channels that used to come out of Philly. Yeah. And they sh- and then, and Al Meltzer would do the, do the games, and it'd be always from the Palestra. And I fell in love with that. LaSalle team in the late 70s mm-hmm. there was a player on there named Michael Brooks yes. he was my favorite player okay and this is when I started playing basketball and of course I only grew to five foot ten so that <laughs> didn't last very long but Michael Brooks was my guy man he uh-huh. was like late 70s um, LaSalle teams and I'd stay up you know watch the double headers on this little TV set yeah. you know it's a crappy signal uh, but I just loved basketball oh, so those were legendary though those double headers oh yeah those were legendary yeah I just wrote, so I, I write, you know, you, you guys inspire me. You and Aton, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting into this media thing. And I'm mm-hmm. writing for a site called Philly Sports Nation. And I was writing about the Big Five in this last week. And as I'm writing about it, I had, like, looked up those doubleheaders. And those were, like, it. Like, oh, yeah. That was it. Like, college basketball didn't get bigger than those back No, then. no, it was awesome, man. And uh-huh. then, you know, they'd have the uh, the rollouts, yes. you know, which they still do. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the the fan bases and the student bodies go back and forth with one another. Uh-huh. Now, you know, it's, it's starting to get a little personal now, but it oh, used yeah. to be kind of just all in fun. You know, and they throw the streamers kidding. out yeah, in the I, first basket, yes. and, you know, they yes, have to clean yes. the floor. Yes. So. It's a lot. It's a lot. So... You get to Temple. What is your first impression of Temple's place in the Big Five? Well, even before I got to Temple, uh-huh. um, I was at Shippensburg and ended up not doing so well academically where they asked me to leave. <laughs> so I had to take a year off. And one, during that year, it was December 15th, 1986, uh-huh. okay, coming up around the holidays. And I'm watching a Temple game was on ESPN, uh-huh. and it was UCLA against Temple. Okay, Walt Hazard was the UCLA coach, a yes, Philly sir. legend, yes. of course, and he and Cheney set up this home-and-home home series, I uh-huh. believe, and this was Walt Hazard bringing Pooh Richardson back to Philadelphia oh, as gosh. his guard, right? He was he, he, Reggie Miller was yes. on that team, yes. and Pooh Richardson, they had a really good team. They were ranked 11th in the country, uh-huh. and they're taking on the Temple Owls, and I'm watching a game with my dad, and I'm like, Dad, this is where I'm going to go to school. And he's like, what, UCLA? I thought I, he told me about that years ago that I couldn't. There's no way he's paying for me to fly to California to go to college. I go, no, 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 Temple, the other team, the uh-huh. team in the white and red, cherry and white. And he's like, okay, you see if you can get in and, and, and 
you know, we'll yeah. go from there. And okay. that is what started me, you know, going down to Temple, mm-hmm. getting an interview with a dean and figuring out what I needed to do to get back into school. Uh-huh. And then I went about you know, doing it. But it was all based on the basketball team. Yeah, I wanted a team to root for, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we all do. We all yeah. do. And Temple made, made a lot of people proud in that way. They so did. so what it, what was it like, your fan experience? When you first get in there, what is oh, it like? Oh, I see, immediately got, you know, once I became a student, I got season tickets at McGonagall uh-huh. Hall. Me and my buddy Keith, you know, we had tickets way up in the, near the top. And there was a, you know, 3,900 seat. You know, a, yeah. a gym. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, a gym. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. not an arena. That's yeah. not a fancy place. Uh, you know, it's just an old school gym. And we went to all the games, and I was totally into it. And that was really when the start of Cheney's great era with Mark Macon yeah. was in there that year. And you, you know, you had Howie Evans and Mark Macon in the backcourt. You had Vries Wick from uh, shooting threes, Ramon Rivas, and Tim Perry mm-hmm. were the front court. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a start. That was a really was solid yeah, starting yeah, yeah. five. They ran it. Yeah, they ran it. Yeah, he did. So the big, the first Big Five game. What was the first one you saw when you were there? Uh, was Temple and LaSalle, I believe. Oh, so that, was, it, was, it came full circle. Yeah, for you. Temple and LaSalle, and you know, I went to I went to all of them. You know, I go go down to see Penn play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when they played Drexel at the, at the Palestra, yeah, I'd yeah. go to it, and I just couldn't get enough of it, man. Mm-hmm. You know. So in your time there. Um, what Big Five game stuck out to you the most? Like for me, when I was in college, I distinctly remember playing LaSalle my senior year at the Palestra mm-hmm. because it was an away game for us. They threw the streamers like back in the day. I shot the free throws, uh, you know, afterwards for the technical that the other team pretty right. much just is like takes on the chin. What was the most memorable moment in the Big Five uh, rivalry for you? Well, that was that 87, 88 year, my first year at Temple, uh-huh. which is when they were number number one in the country. And Villanova came to McGonagall, I believe, that year. Okay. And the game was a wild one. 98-86, Temple beat Villanova. Jeez. And it, I think both teams were ranked. Temple was like, uh-huh. was one, but I think Villanova might have been 20th or something. And it was just an awesome basketball game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's the one that sticks out. Okay, okay. So – you know, time goes on, time goes on. And Temple, it, it, it kind of changes. You were, you know, you were in the era, so you kind of saw it happen. Five elite eights in, what, 14 years? Yeah, I think yeah. It was, you know, it was they a, were, they, a amazing, great run. Amazing. Yeah. What did you notice led to, uh, uh, I'm so sorry for miswording this. What did you notice happening around the time that Cheney, you know, was, was starting to uh well, he got old. Uh-huh. He started to get old, you know, and, yeah. and it was like, uh, you know, recruiting in that recruiting had changed. Okay. You know, the AAU stuff started to come in in, in full force. And yeah. it was, it's sort of a pa- empowered, I think, the kids more so yes. than the co- than the, the co- coaches. The yes. coaches didn't hold all the power now. Yeah. anymore. And I think that plus age and you know just not being able to you know uh, get out and and see the kids because he had a national name i mean yes, you know, kids no, no, came no. from all yeah, over yeah, the country is, yeah, to play for him yeah and then you know i think at uh, you know you know college recruiting is a dirty business you start <laughs> you start getting older and that the other coaches would recruit against that with yeah. him. you don't want to go see john john yeah john's not gonna yeah. be around for this much longer he's gonna yeah. retire soon and and it, it starts to become you know yeah. a negative situation uh-huh. so then how do you follow a legend and, you know, they found uh, Fran Dunphy, which I thought, it, you know, was a great choice. Yes. It's tough to follow the legend. Yes. You don't want to be the guy who has to that step follows the guy. You want to be yeah. the guy after that. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So there were big shoes to fill. And I think Fran did, did a great job. I think, you know, he could have done maybe more with his staff, uh-huh. you know, to accommodate 
the the step up from an Ivy League okay. to Atlantic Ten, and then eventually the American Conference. I mean, that was, you know, two big steps yeah, those up. Are leaps, yeah. And and I don't I don't know that, uh, you know, maybe the the staff was quite prepared for that, mm-hmm. but it was still as good of a transition from a legend as you could have. Okay, okay. So I got to ask you, as a Temple fan. Mm. Who did you see as the most heated rival for a Temple? Because obviously, for you ask any Villanova person, they'll tell you St. Joe's. It don't yes. matter if they're good or bad. We will straight up tell you St. Joe's don't like them. It's secretly a love for that rivalry and what that time of year brings out of people, yeah. but don't like them. So for Temple, because I've, I've heard mixed reviews. Some people say Penn because of Fran Dunphy. Some people say LaSalle, you know, because of that uh, dynamic relationship. For you, who was like that biggest? Well, rival? I can't say Villanova right now because in order to have a real rivalry, it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be almost even no, on no, both no, sides. No, you know it's I mean? just like somebody who, like when you saw them as a as an owl, it's like all right, my blood just boils. I'd say St. Joe's. Okay, yeah, I'd say St. Joe's because I'm, that, that, I'm just, I'm tallying against St. Joe's. I feel like St. Joe's just has this like us against the world type of they thing do. going on. They do, uh-huh. yeah, they, they do. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say St. Joe's. I'd love to be able to say Villanova, and you know, maybe things will change here in the next uh, year or two, you know, as Aaron gets up and running, and he's, he's doing a great job in recruiting uh-huh. right now. But, you know, I, I'd probably say over those years, you know, the Phil Martelli teams at St. Joe's, uh-huh. you know, that great team that he had in 04, you know, when they were at the, the top of the, uh, you know the the top of the ladder, you know, yeah. so to speak, with with Jameer uh-huh. and Delante. You know that was that was some great years for them. But Temple's had some great battles with them. Yeah. So just to get away from you know Temple a little bit, who do you admire the most in the Big Five? Like, what other team or university do you look at in the Big Five and say outside of Illinois? <laughs> oh, it's Illinois, man. I mean, there is there is nobody else. I mean, you think about what what they've done. Uh, you know, to become, you know, a national power, uh-huh. you know, and, and it's not like Jay is a guy that takes one and done kids. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's out there recruiting and, and gets, you know, in with four and five star kids that yeah. he knows want to become part of the program. Yes. And, and, it, and he has a culture there mm-hmm. that he's developed over the last 10 years that is just, mm-hmm. it's, it's excellence. Uh-huh. And I think that is something that you know, it's it's Villanova. Thank you, man. Thank it you, is. Thank you. I have a lot so, of respect. No, no, you know thank you, saying? man. Thank you. I do. I have a lot of respect for Temple. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm. I'll say this on air. I was a Temple guy. I actually, I don't know if this is legal, but forget it. Um, <laughs> oh, don't t- don't you tell me that you uh, Temple was second on your list. So I so I made it known um, <laughs> to several parties at Temple. I guess best way to put it that I was willing to be an owl. Yes, when I when I was leaving high school and. Um, you know, it was it was the the, the song and dance that, that comes with recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, never got an official offer, and then Villanova offer. So you never got an offer. Yeah, not me. until well, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Once things change, things right, change. right. Okay. okay. Uh, and I, and I went with Nova. Part of that, you know, for that reason, that that vote of confidence and who they were. And I don't get me wrong. I went to Lower Marion in my junior and senior year, so I was familiar with Lower Marion. I mean, with uh. Villanova, but for me, right. I was, I had family ties to Temple. You know, my aunt went there, my uncle went there. It just kind of seemed uh, right. So, had you gotten an offer earlier from Temple, you probably been, been, would have been a Temple I would have been a Temple Owl. Oh. You was about a butterfly effect. I'll tell you what. But, but, but I, I got I to ask you something. You spoke twice now on the recruitment of kids. Mm-hmm. First, you know, how AAU kind of changed the dynamics of it, and secondly, how Coach Wright is doing his thing. This AAU monster that has just completely consumed high school sports, 
why do you think it, it took off the way that it did? Because AAU has been around for a while. Travel yeah. basketball has been around since like the 70s. Right. But what do you think it was that made it? Because you kind of saw it happen in real time. Like for me, I grew up in an area where it was like, and I hated it, mm-hmm. but it was like, it's AAU. Nobody goes to high school basketball games to watch these kids anymore. And that's not, you know, that's not a knock on high school basketball. It's still a great thing. But these EYBL, Under Armour Circuit events have become the staple of high school recruitment right what did, what did you see happening you know over these last let's call it 20 years that made it just i think it was just that you could have a weekend or something you know at uh you know a gym some college gym yeah. where the coaches knew that they were going to get all the best talented kids thank from you. this part of the country thank we're going to be here in the same gym for three days thank you and i can talk to all yes of them. yes i think that's where it really it made, took it, it off. made it more convenient convenience. Like, you know, our, our yeah. world is always trying to move towards more convenience and I, i'm so happy you had backed me up on that uh i was on with meryl reese mm-hmm. and and i'm on his show he asked me about it you know like the aau thing what do you think about how it's changing basketball because obviously anybody from philly will tell you back in the day as far as like High school and college kind of colliding. It was Sunny Hill League. Sunny mm-hmm. Hill League was it. You know, right. the city leagues and were the, the Baker thing. League. Exactly. And, yeah. Those were the right. things that really you know made your name take off in the city. And I was just like, from a high school, I mean, from a college uh, coaching perspective, you have to realize if I can go to a gym and see several kids that I'm recruiting, mm-hmm. and ones in Indiana, and ones in Texas, and ones in Delaware, but they'll all be at this one gym this right. weekend. How the hell would I do that? We used to go to the Fellowship House right here in Concha yes, for the yes, Donna Frio they, Donna Classic, Frio, exactly. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and you'd see all those AAU teams, and yes. you know all these. You know, hey, that that kid, that Temple's looking at that yeah, guy, or St. Yeah, Joe's yeah, looking yeah. at this dude. It was awesome. It's kind of it's kind of like Donna Frio on steroids. Okay, yeah. okay, that's what it yeah, is. Right, Donna right. Frio is low key like it's an all star game, but you know, for kids who aren't being highly recruited, I was one of those kids. It's like that's one last look you can mm-hmm. get. All right, so moving forward in the Big Five. The dynamic has completely changed. Aaron McKee is the coach over at, uh, you know, over at Temple. Billy Lang has the St. Joe's job. Coach Ash is moving to his second year, and he made a lot of headway this past Ashley year. Ashley Howard, yeah, yeah. It's like everything has changed. Steve Donahue and uh, Penn Quakers have just won their, you know, first championship. Does a great job, him. exactly. Yeah. What do you see moving forward for the Big Five? I think I think it's in a great position with with the the coaching talent Uh that they have i mean there's a connection Mm -hmm. uh with most of these guys and the city you know what i mean like aaron with temple there's a lineage there steve donahue with penn you know he was you know worked under fran dunphy Uh like there's there's a connection where you get the you get the idea that these coaches if if even if they have great success are going to be here Yes. Yeah, like you don't get the idea that so and so is going to win twenty five games, been so many other and then he's going to take another yeah. job in a bigger league or yeah. something like this. Is I think these guys are all rooted here for uh-huh. a while. That's great. That's great. Like, because I, I just I got thank you, thank you, thank you. It, it makes me feel good. So the second part of that question: Do you think the Big Five can come back? Because obviously it's, it's lost a lot of its lore. To me, I personally think between these coaches, the caliber of players that are going to get brought in under these coaches. And quite frankly, it's just it's the pendulum swings. You know, it's swinging back towards this side of the world as far as basketball go. Do you think that the Big Five can not only be good again, but be better than what it used to be? I just think it's it's always going to be good because they're all these teams are always going to get these schools are always going to get talent, uh-huh. and the, it's just the luster has worn off of it because yeah. of all the other big leagues yes you know where the big fives this philly thing that the, you know when when uh fran Frischilla comes here to do a game yeah he always brings it up because he remembers what yeah, it used what it to be like. yeah and they talk about it but i don't i don't think anything 
for anybody outside of Philadelphia, they're like, no, it's the Big Ten. It's not yeah, the Big Five. Yeah. Like, th- we have something special here yes. that I think will be maintained. Uh-huh. You know, because all the again, the coaches are go- aren't going to want to see it. You know, broken up. Yeah. We're going to still want to play St. Joe's. We're still going to want to play Villanova. Yes. You know what I mean? Even though Temple's in the American now. Uh-huh. They used to have to play LaSalle and St. Joe's about to say, okay, every year. Yeah. You know, but but they're going to maintain that. Okay. Because okay. it's important. Exactly. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's important for the city. All right. Last question. This is the Believe, uh, you know, Believe in the Big Five on Believe Podcast Network. What do you want people to believe in? What do I want them to believe in? Uh-huh. I want them to believe in uh, the new direction for the Temple basketball program under Aaron McKee. My man. He's off to a great start. Uh, got a signing uh, verbal just the other day from uh, a kid. I'm not going to mention his name, but it, from down in Wildwood Catholic. Uh-huh. And there might be another guy coming from there. Who knows? But he's done. got some great transfers coming in here. And just got to keep in mind, Temple's got 27 Big Five championships. Yeah, they do. Villanova has 26. 26. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you remembered that. You don't understand. <laughs> so for me, for me, I didn't want to make it known, but quietly last year I was like, if I can be on the coaching staff on the year we tie this thing up, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. And then Penn wins, and I was like, oh, I know. God. How about Penn? That was, uh, that was no, unbelievable. No, hats off to them, man. They, they played their hearts out, and they played hard. They really that did. Was, that was what we knew would happen on Steve Donahue. You didn't know, you know, obviously recruiting in the Ivy League. It's talent, different. It's yeah. different. It's, it's difficult. But, like, you knew no matter who he brings through that door, yeah. if they have a Penn jersey on when they step out on that floor, they're going to play hard. And that was a tough job that he had up at Boston College. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got the success at, at Cornell, mm-hmm. actually beat Fran in the yeah. NCAA tournament, exactly. they, you know they didn't they didn't want that game, but <laughs> he had to play it. The Cornell won it. They had a great team that year. He gets the BC job, and it's just it's a tough job mm-hmm. in the ACC. BC doesn't seem to fit to me yeah. in the ACC. Yeah, not you know? anymore. All this co- the conference anymore. realignment stuff yeah. is it's, and it's only disheartening. Gonna, it's only going to keep changing. Yeah, but, it's never going back. Yeah, it never. I never. agree. My man Harry Mays. It's been believing Big Five with D-Ray, man. Thank you. Thank you for being Appreciate on the it. show, man. Anytime. My man. Maybe when the season starts, we can actually talk about games. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. I'm definitely having you back on. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.